0: Welcome to another episode of I Hope I Get It. I'm Taryn Stain and today I'm joined by Caitlin Parrish who is a dancer and choreographer from Toronto in Canada. Let me give you a little info on Caitlin. She trained at Hoofers Performing Arts. She's also a graduate, an honours, excuse me, an honours graduate of the Randolph Academy for the Performing Arts where she trained in singing, acting and dancing. Caitlin has been working professionally since she was eight years old. She was a dancer for the Junior Raptors Dance Pack. I cannot wait to ask you about that. She's also appeared in the Toronto production of The Wizard of Oz. Caitlin then auditioned for Disney Cruise Line and she was a main stage performer with Disney. She had four contracts on board the ship. She was, like I said, a main stage performer. She was also a swing and the dance captain. And shortly after her last contract on board, Caitlin transitioned from being a dancer on board one of the Disney Cruise Line ships to being part of the creative team. And she now choreographs for Disney Cruise Line and teaches the choreography in the auditions for Disney Cruise Line as well as for Shanghai Disney. She's also, and this is very interesting for me, she's also, because of this current state of of the world where everything is sort of done virtually, she is a choreographer, or she's the resident choreographer, for Virtual Venue Theatricals. And she has choreographed Heather's Peace Loving Cupcakes, BVT Christmas, and BVT Benefit Concert, all done virtually. So please, please welcome Caitlin Parrish. Oh my Hi. God. Well,
1: it's so funny you were talking about me, and I was like, I feel weird listening to m- about myself, even though I wrote it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me today. I'm so Thank excited having- to talk to you because I feel like you you can speak to us from the perspective, you know, of a dancer who has gone through the audition process as the dancer, but also you can speak to us from the point of view of someone who's on the creative team who has worked in the audition room to teach the choreography and you're part of the selection process for for dancers right okay so before we do anything I need to know about this junior raptors dance pack. <laughs> <laughs>
1: really funny story I love it
0: tell me how did you become a junior <laughs> raptor Johnson this this is the greatest thing I've heard all week so please tell me
1: so I auditioned when I was like a baby I was like eight and my mom so my mom was the furthest thing from a stage mom like my mom was like you want to do this cool you don't want to do it cool and she saw the audition in the newspaper because as one did back in the day remember newspapers guys (laughs) like once and she was like do you want to go like try out for this and I was like yeah, I would love to. And there was like a workshop and then the audition. And so my mom <laughs> brought a video camera to the workshop when we did the performance. And lo and behold, it was hip hop. And I was sent in a bodysuit, jazz pants, and jazz shoes. <laughs> like the furthest thing from hip hop. But So, we did the workshop, and then we went to the audition the next day, and I remember there was a ton of heavy hitters, like, that Mm. were in competitive dance worlds in this area that were at the audition, and my mom was like, oh, man, because, like, you know, it's a small world. You get to know people, like, oh, there's that girl. Oh, and that guy. They're amazing. Yeah. So, my mom brings me and my sister to the audition, and she thought she lost me because (laughs) people were getting cut. And she was seeing all these heavy hitters from the competitive dance world. And I was still in there. But she was like, where the the hell is she? Like, (laughs) She's lost. I've lost her. She's being a star. (laughs) And I made it. And I, like our family, like including me, we were like, what? (laughs) And I ended up doing it for six years. Oh, my God. So I did it from when I was eight till I was 14. Yeah. And actually, one of my best friends in my life is from the Raptors Dance Back, which is so funny. And we're still like. To this day, 31 years old. So I
0: love that. So what were you dancing at games?
1: Yeah, at games. It was so fun. It was such a good gig, actually, because we got to go to the Raptors games. And then we would dance, like, at, like, sometimes halftime, sometimes, like, first quarter break or I bet my lingo's wrong. I sound I, I, I mean, like I sound like an artist right now. <laughs> when blow the whistle. When blow you know, the whistle. when
0: they blow the whistle and everyone stops I playing, know. that is time when out. Sh- Oh, the timeout. There we go.
1: Time out. That's what it is. So, so it would be like second timeout or sometimes and then they would take us and we would go on. It was so fun because we used to dance for like 20,000 people. That is so cool. You know, at
0: like eight years old.
1: It was awesome. And we like everyone was so nice mm. because it wasn't a competitive environment. You right. know, like there was no sense of competition. Like we weren't going to a competition. We were there just because we liked dancing. And just
0: you were just there to have fun. So there's exactly. like the
1: pressure's off. And um, it was
0: so did you ever want to be a now I don't know, are they called the senior raptors
1: dance back? I, I don't know. And I never got it. I went, I think I went a few times for the audition to be honest, I don't think I had the right look. Like, I don't think I looked right for it. I looked when I was younger, hmm. like in my early twenties, I looked really young. Like, I oh, was okay. 15. So, oh. you know, they're hiring these girls that are just like gorgeous and sexy. And then there's right. me. Like, I look <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I don't think it's ever going to happen for me, but I still went. Cause I was like, you never know. But yeah. I ended up getting ended up getting called for another job, and I ended up dancing for a hockey team when I was in my early twenties. It was a really fun gig.
0: Oh, what were they so called? The, the Who?
1: The Toronto Marlies.
0: Oh, okay. I just know no, from I just I just know from from the Maple Leafs. I, I don't know from these Marlies, <laughs> so I'm learning. <laughs>
1: I didn't even know who they were when they called me. I was like, who? <laughs>
0: Okay, so you're, you're, a, you're a Raptors uh, Junior Dance Pack uh, member for six years. That's yeah. incredible. And then you, you graduate from college. Yeah. And then did you audition? I mean, do they do big musicals or big shows in Toronto? I feel like they do.
1: There's a massive theater scene in Toronto. We yeah. also have frequent theaters like in Canada. Mm-hmm. And our opportunities are not even close to what like the American market is. Yeah. But there's stuff here and they there's a lot of film. They film a lot yes, of stuff here. That I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I auditioned my face off for years. And then for everything.
0: For, you know, theater, screen, everything. The
1: film, yeah. It's different here. Like you don't have to wait out. I heard that, like, people in New York wait outside at, like, 3 in the morning. I'm like, we don't do that here. (laughs) Like, we just go. (laughs) And I – it's funny. It it was actually hard, like, after I graduated. I had a hard time getting a job. Like, I – just being an artist, right? Like, I auditioned for everything. And it was, like, I – felt like Final callbacks for everything. And then it was – I never got it. And I was like, okay, like, I just got to keep going. Someone's got to say yes. And then – Exactly. I actually auditioned for Disney Cruise Line four times before they hired me.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, four times. Yeah, my fourth audition, they hired me. And actually, my second audition, I sliced my head open in front of the oh. pit. So I of, hit myself. Oh, in of the course, pin. you did. <laughs> in the pin, I sliced myself because I was going so hard. I hit myself in the head and I was bleeding.
0: <laughs> I, this, this would only happen to you. I know. This would never happen to anyone else but to you. I just, I, I, of course you did. So talk me about DCL auditions. What did you have to do? What, you know, tell us about that process. Um, I did speak to Tini um, and she, you know, she spoke a little bit about it. But I feel like you have been so involved in in the yeah. DCL process I mean wh- have you not been part of the DCL family for 10 years
1: uh close too yes. I started in 2012 so yeah. oh my god yeah so I didn't realize how long it's been, long it's been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess I was like there's no way and then yeah, I thought so, like, no yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so it'll be 10 years next year
1: yeah no nah, holy smokes
0: so so tell me about this DCL. So you went four times for this DCL audition. And now were they I mean, were they like if did you go every year, every six months?
1: Just whenever they came and it wasn't, okay. wasn't like I wasn't like it's funny, I wasn't like stalking their website or anything. Hmm. I always was like, hmm, I wonder if like there's any audition. I used to look because back in the day when, like, yeah. Instagram wasn't a thing, we used to look online, like, yes, not for the, like, union email, and they'd email you, because I didn't have an agent, no one would sign me, I, I applied to so many agencies, and no one would sign me, so I was like, well, no one's gonna do it, I'll do it myself, do it,
0: do it for yourself, right, yeah,
1: I was, like, always creeping the internet, like, every, like, sort of thing, I would go through the websites, and then yeah. i always be like, okay, I wonder when Disney's coming back again, I should go to that audition, because I was like, you know what, they're the top entertainment company in the world, like, yeah. How cool would it be to get in there? Yeah. And I always treated every audition like a dance class. Because yes, low low, if nothing happens, at least you got a class for free. Do you know, I spoke yeah. to
0: uh, a dancer last night, and she said the same thing. Yeah. She said, you know, um, I always just think of, of the auditions like a, I get like a free dance class. It's great.
1: Because it is. It's, yeah. You go in, you do your thing. If it's your day, great. If it's yeah. not... Right. but <laughs> fine.
0: You know, it's okay. Um, so tell us about what you have to prepare for these Disney auditions. I think it's also worth noting that Disney Cruise Line, they rehearse in Toronto, right? Yes, they do. But I don't think they audition in Toronto as often as they do in New oh. York, for example, or London. I know they audition in London quite a bit.
1: <laughs> they don't come here very often. They used mm. to every once in a while come to Toronto. But it used to be an open dance call. So you would just go and okay. there would be hundreds of people would show up. And it's funny. I remember my last audition for them that I went to. This was actually very smart on the audition panel because mm-hmm. they could beat out who listened. And they said, I'll never forget it. They said, this is a 6-8. The time signature of this combo is a 6-8. And they did a ballet combo across the room. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. And they automatically could weed out in that moment in the ballet combo who could listen and who could keep time. Yeah. And I was like, that's interesting. So I, we did the ballet combo and I was the only person in my group mm. dancing at six, eight. And I was like, it feels like I'm wrong right now. But, but that's what I, they said. Yeah. I knew it was six, eight and I got kept. And I was like, ha. And then we did a jazz combo, and then they did a few more cuts from there. It's usually pretty long. It's usually a few hours, and you're dancing for your life. like Okay. Your life. And then they <laughs> always ask if anyone can tumble. They always want to see, like, if anyone has any sort of special skills. Right. But I actually went to a Disney audition once where they pulled me aside, and they said, can you sing for us real quick? And they taught me a little ditty, and then I sang. Like, they just pulled me in another room. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> it just depends what they're casting at that moment in time, right? Yeah. if they're casting a dancer who also needs to play a role. Like, on the, Wonder, mm-hmm. on the Wonder, there's a few, like, singer roles that also need to be pretty solid dancers. Okay. So, like, they'll sometimes pull you and be like, can you do this? Or they're looking for a swing.
0: Yeah, can you yes.
1: understand these people? Are you because it's such a puzzle of what they're trying to cast? It's
0: yeah, because it so just depends because every ship has different needs, uh, re- right? And so if yeah. they're casting for the shows on the Dream, that's very different to the shows or the skills that you need to do the shows on the Fantasy.
1: Oh, big time! Like the, if you think of like the swing on the Magic and the swing on the Dream. Yeah. Like, I find the swing on the magic usually needs to be able to sing okay. quite well. There has been dancers that have swung the magic, but the dream, you need to be a dancer, 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 because Beauty and the Beast is so hard. Okay. It's so hard. Yeah. It's a dancer, dancer show. There's jump splits. People are jumping in the splits across the stage. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't be a mover. You have to be a dancer.
0: Right. Um, now, you... So you get the job with Disney Cruise Line, and you are, at that point, you're a main stage dancer.
1: I started as a main stage dancer on the fantasy. Okay. It was, I could not believe that email. An email. <laughs> they were like, are you interested in, in still working for us? I was like, yes. <laughs> and I am at the dance studio teaching because like I always, most people teach dance who are dancers as a side hustle. It's a good gig. It's usually at night and studios can work with your schedule. Right. And uh, I walked out of the class. I called my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and then they called me. They're like, we're going to call you. I was like, okay. And they called me and I was like, oh my God, I did it. I got a job what I was like shocked I was like it feels like it was never gonna happen and then it happened and yeah I was, like, especially
0: oh, when I you've gone go 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 back. back four times and it's yeah. like no 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 no
1: <laughs> yeah so, but being an artist lots yeah
0: of no's. so uh yes and we will speak about that a little bit later on about all these no's that we face in our life as artists
1: mm-hmm.
0: um how did you transition from being the main stage performer who had a set track right Who had a set track yeah. to being the swing and the dance captain is that just because you had worked with them for so long or they asked you to show them something or
1: how do I we... want to do it i oh okay I, I saw the swings and i saw what they were doing and i was like i'm so fascinated by your job and i was like i want to try Because swings are, if you have swing on your resume, it's a skill that's different. It makes you unique. It makes you stand out. Yes. Which I wouldn't say was necessarily my journey because once I became a swing dance captain, I realized I didn't want to be a performer, which is funny. But (laughs) but I wanted to try it. And because I had gone to theater school... You know so i i had done the singing lessons i had done that and i was like i i like to do things that scare me I'm like i need to push myself i always yeah. want to get better and try new things mm-hmm. so i love that about you it's it's important it's so important yeah. because it helps you build like as a human yeah better
0: you are never um i don't ever i have never felt that you were somebody who's easily afraid of something
1: I don't. Yeah, you just I just like go go, go
0: for it. Yeah, if I and fail, I great. yeah, and, and I love that about you because it's um it's so inspiring, See? especially That's when amazing. you're a teacher because you you are a a dance teacher. Yeah. Um, if I was your student, that would be inspiring for me, you know, because you just it's you're so, so fearless, and I love that.
1: It's my like it's my biggest thing I preach actually in my classes is don't be an apologetic dancer. Yeah. I'd rather you be wrong and so 100% than be scared.
0: Yeah.
1: So you're not going to get anywhere by being scared. And you also don't want to live in your life being like, why not? Or why didn't I do this? It's better to do it and it not work out. Than yes. To work. Yes. But so, yeah, to be the swing, I, I actually asked. I asked for two years because I ended up oh, doing okay. a contract. So I did a dancer contract on the fantasy and then I did a dancer contract on the dream. And then I said, I, I was saying, I want to swing. I want to try it. And then I got the call to come back to the dream as a swing.
0: And how was that experience for you?
1: It was, I worked my butt off.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was. I, oh, we, um, uh, in a previous episode, we were talking about, you know, the swings without the swing. You, you have nothing, you know, they are, they are the glue. <laughs>
1: Well, it's you fill the space, right? Like, I've mm-hmm. done three roles at the same time in a show, like triple tracked or being boys or whatever. Yeah. But the first contract I found it doing it, it was harder because you just have to find your system, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think anyone can do it if you understand your brain. Yes. So if you know how you learn, and I'm very visual.
0: Yes, I'm a visual learner too. If you show me, then I can do it. Yeah.
1: But so I, can't, I,
0: have- I can't, like, if you tell me, okay, it's, you know, like, show me the mood. Show me, at this point in the song, you need me to stand, you know, show me. I'm, 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 I learn visually as well. Yeah.
1: I had a book, um, like a swing book, and it's so funny because people would come to my room and ask to see the book. <laughs> I had pages and pages of the numbers that I had drawn out on yeah. the thing, and I had highlighter paths of traffic patterns. Yeah. And that was how I remembered where everyone went because that's the hardest part of being a swing is knowing like, do I go behind this person or in front of this person? And do I go around this person or beside them? Because if you go the wrong way, you can cause like a massive traffic jam. Mm -hmm. So I had this crazy book with all these like highlighter paths all over them. And it was how I remembered to go places. Yeah, And then I I had sneaky cue cards that I kept in my, Drawer on the ship, where like if because sometimes you get called in mid show, yeah. You have to, okay, so I would pull the card out and be like, okay, so I'm going, I'm entering from this wing. Because sometimes when you're in the moment, you lose your brain. Just is like, am I wing one or wing two? What wing am I? Yeah, the lift one is it closed Like it's little things like that that'll go mm-hmm. first. So I had this like sheet cue card that I would like look at quickly and be like, okay, don't die in this lift. Um, you unzip this person backstage because there's so much backstage stuff that happens Oh, yes. And you never want to be the reason why, like, someone doesn't make their quick change because you just forgot. Yeah. So, yeah, I had these, like, crazy cue cards, but then the second contract I came back, I was swinging the same ship, so, like, I'd already done so much of the work.
0: Yeah, so that was easier to come back and do it.
1: Yeah, and I was more confident the second time. I actually cried in the bathroom before I went on (laughs) the first one as a swing. I cried in the bathroom. I don't think anyone knows that, actually cried. I was Oh, so it's scared. confession hour now. <laughs> I, was so scared. I was so scared. I was like, I'm going to be sick. But it was fine. I survived. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did.
0: You did a damn good job. Um, you. <laughs> you. were also the dance captain.
1: Yes, I was.
0: So tell me about that experience for you. Did you ask to be the dance captain?
1: We do. Or were they you. like, you are
0: so good. We need you
1: to be oh the captain. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we do like um, an interview process. You apply okay. for it. So, when okay. we got to the rehearsal in Toronto, you can apply to be the dance captain. So, I a lot of the times it's good for the swings to be the dance captain because you mm-hmm. already know everything. everything? Yeah, so you're knowledgeable, but sometimes the swings aren't the right fit. It just kind of depends on your cast. So, yeah, I actually was surprised I got it the first time I was the swing because I'm like it's my first time as the swing I don't know if they're going to give it to me and then I I interviewed for it and I got it and I was like really? They're like yeah, we think you're the right fit. I was like okay. And then yeah, I I liked doing it and I realized I actually enjoyed that side of the job more. Okay. So it kind of led me on a little bit of a soul search where I was like, "Hmm, this is interesting. I prefer mm. to be setting numbers and giving notes and helping it to be the best show it can possibly be. The hard part of a dance captain, though, is replacements. And you get a lot of them on the dream. So you have to teach the replacements. That was the only hard part.
0: Okay. And so you've said now that that was what um, kind of led you down a a, a path you didn't necessarily think you would go down, which is being the uh, the choreographer. Yes. And is that when you decided to switch – jobs with DCL or what was that progression like for you?
1: So this is actually like a very interesting journey I had, and I'm going to be very like open and forward with how this all kind of happened. Sis, tell me Um, everything. Girl, it's quite a journey. So in my last contract for DCL, I remember I was, I was going on for a singer Mm -hmm. and I was standing in the wing gagging. I was so nervous and I was like, this is not healthy. Like I don't, you don't have like in my brain, I had a moment where I was like, you don't have to do this. Like, yeah, you don't have to do it. And then I remember in that same contract, I had put on a costume that was a two piece and I saw myself in the mirror and I, my eyes were welling because I didn't look the way I wanted to look. And I was yeah. like, this is not good for me. Like yeah. I knew I was like, you need to step away from this because you are going to beat yourself in the head mentally. Mm. So I'd, I left the ship and I was like, I think that's the last time. Which a lot of people say that and come back and I actually did oh, it. Heard yeah.
0: Because I, I, I am someone like, I just still on contract. Four years later.
1: You always hear it, right? Like, I, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm like, done. I'm finished.
0: Like, I can't anymore. I'm, okay. And then I see you on the gangway. Like, okay. Yeah, I see okay, you. Welcome girl. back.
1: Okay.
0: Welcome back.
1: <laughs> so I had left the ship and then... My life kind of blew up. <laughs> uh, ain't you that always ha- the way? <laughs> you somewhat know this. So I yes. had come home and had decided to make this change of, and I think I was a little confused about what I, I didn't really know what I was doing. Like I came home and I was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And I had yeah. gone to a few auditions and I was like, I don't like, I didn't have the passion to perform. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm not in there. I'm dying inside. Hmm. And then my father got sick and passed away quite quickly. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the reality check I needed to be like, life is short. Mm -hmm. You do not need to be doing something. That makes you that unhappy. Yeah. And I realized like that part of the job was making me unhappy because it made me so anxious. Yeah. So not long after that, I had a lot of more other things that kind of happened in my life that... Blue, I went through a really awful breakup and you know which sending him love I hope he's doing well also somewhat feel bad for him because I did not know in that time being that I was in world war three with my head right right, so I was, right I was essentially having a mental breakdown and not knowing what was going on so mm-hmm. I was like a tornado in everyone's path so I had like a mental health journey where eventually I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression and ended up having to get like medicated and get a lot of help because we and which but the first kind of sign of it was on the ship of being like something's really wrong like yeah. I'm really not okay yeah and the performing is me really not okay but I went on this crazy journey and finally kind of it, it all fell in front of me and I was like this is what I'm meant to do because I started working at studios and I realized like the passion for dance was all coming back. Like, I was like, I feel so much more passionate about this now and I want to do this and I want to help people and I want to make them the best version of what they can be. And I don't miss performing at all.
0: So you, and maybe I'm wrong, but I know that you started to dance as a kid because you wanted to be like your sister. Yep. So I think the, I think I'm correct in saying that when you started to teach at the studios, I think you recognize yourself in your students, right?
1: Yes. And I, and I, so
0: that's where the passion is like, it's back. Yeah. The way it was when you saw your sister and was like, oh my God, I want to, I want to dance because she's, you know, I want to be like her.
1: It kicked back in and it was like, it was almost like I needed to lose it. And I feel like my life was like, deal with your shit. Yes. Yeah. You need to deal with yourself yeah, no. first. And I did that. And it's funny because as soon as I like got the help and mm-hmm. got the, you know, myself more stable, the job offer came. And it's so funny how life it, happens. Honestly,
0: there. I, Absolutely. yeah, that I and I love, I love stories like that because I think we get so, um, and I know this is true for myself. I put so much pressure on myself yeah. to, um, be a certain way to have achieved certain things by a yep. certain, you know, in a certain timeline. And there's so much pressure on on yourself um, that when you take a step back and you're like, actually, I don't need that. I don't need that. This doesn't fulfill me. Like, I don't need this. Yeah. The things that are meant for you that will bring you that will, will be there, that bring you that fulfillment, that will make you feel the passion that will make you, you know, get up in the morning and be excited. Those things will exactly.
1: come. Well, it's setting personal boundaries, right? Like mm. it's, I, I find a lot of people live their life thinking they need to do what everyone thinks they want them to do. Right. And as soon as you realize you don't have to do that, you will be so free of it that you can just go on the path that you need to be. And I find a big thing that happens with performers is they think it should be their life. They're like, this is my life. This is all yeah. I do. This is how I identify, which now I used to be like that. I've learned there's so much more to life. It's just a part of your life. Like that's just yeah. a small bit. There's something you like to do, but there's also your family and there's also hobbies and there's yeah. also going for a walk. Yeah. Like there's so many other things that shape yeah. who you are as but, a human.
0: You know, that's so true of me. And so this time in our, in our life, you know, where we're, we're i i have no performing you know where i'm stuck indoors i was like oh my god i don't have a, <laughs> I don't have hobbies yeah you know because i have everything has been my career my career my career my career everything i have made so many sacrifices um personal sacrifices because you know for the job for the job you know it's just it's for the job um and now I'm stuck in my house and like I, I was like I don't even have I don't have hobbies I can't draw I can't knit I can't I don't you know like what am I doing so it's forced me to take a step back and you know do work on myself as an artist to yeah. see which what fulfills me as an artist okay it's this and that okay so work on that focus on that The other stuff that you feel you have to do because artists are supposed to do it. And that's, and and it's crap. Cut it out, you know, like get rid of it.
1: And you're so, you've started a podcast, which is amazing, which is why I love artists. They're so resilient, right? Yes. They're going to take away our stage. Well, we're going to find another one. Yeah. Like so resilient. It's amazing. So So what you're doing is amazing. That
0: brings me to the work that you are doing with uh, VVT. Yes, you know this is a theatrical experience via Zoom. I mean, you are choreographing musicals via Zoom. I know you did Heather's, and I and we both had a friend who was in there, Christina Jackson, and I know she's sitting in New York City, and you're sitting in Toronto, but you're choreographing her, and everything came together, and it was a beautiful show. And I just, it just, so it. So you're right. We if you take our stage away, we're gonna fig- we, we'll figure it out because art is something that everyone needs. It's something like it's you just you need it. Without
1: it everywhere. You exactly it you, that's artists. Look at exactly. the table you're sitting at, an artist designed that. This label on my drink, an artist designed that. Like an artistry is everywhere. everywhere.
0: So how was how's the experience been for you um, as the choreographer? going from you you're you're in person in studios and now it's like everything's online
1: so it was a really strange adjustment effort I'm also technologically like the biggest idiot you'll ever meet <laughs> technology is really hard for me so it has taken me like a minute well I don't believe
0: like, you because I I know you are very famous on tiktok so technology is oh obviously God. not that hard for you <laughs>
1: TikTok's easy to work. I just pressed record. After, like, six months of having TikTok, I was like, there's a timer? I was like, oh, oh. my God, I'm dumb. <laughs> but, so, BBT, um, it took, like, a lot of t- – so, it's run by Charity Farrell, who is a DCL girl, mm-hmm. and she started this company because she just wanted her friends to, like, have a job. She's like, I want to cr- have people still be able to do what they love. So yeah. – and she's like the kind of person that will make everything happen. Like mm-hmm. she, she amazes me. And so she messaged me and was like, can I talk to you? I was like, yeah, sure. And she called me and she's like, I'm doing this benefit concert. and I need a choreographer. Would you be interested? I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. What do you need? Just <laughs> like, okay, oh, yeah, I just want this, this, and this. So I, I filmed some videos of stuff, me moving. She's like, yeah, love it. Great. So we did a benefit concert, and then she got the rights for Heathers. And Mm -hmm. so I choreographed Heathers in, like, two and a half weeks. It was, like, yeah, my I a lot of late nights because we only had a certain amount of time with the rights. So we had to get it up. Right. And uh, the hardest part about it is you have no bodies to build on. Mm -hmm. So you are doing, like, each person.
0: It's a lot of
1: work. So, like, okay. you'll do ensemble stuff, yeah. all is one. but if, like, I'm going to do a follow-up, I have to be, like, I have to explain, so I, like, film myself teaching it, and it gets put on a portal, and I have to explain to them, like, okay, so so-and-so, you're going to step on one, two, so-and-so is going to step on three, four, you're going to lift your right arm, you're going to lift your left arm, like, it's very specific, yeah. and I have to teach with my back to the camera, so I'm not in reverse. Because of if course, I this, yeah. Go all in reverse, which yeah. is so fascinating. But, so, and then we do things in the show, too, that I, so Charity will be like, okay, so I need this drink to be poured in this person's cup around here. So I will be like, okay, this is the timing. You're going to put your glass out on one, two. You're going to pour on three, four. You're going to pull it back five, six. Like, it's so choreographed. And then it looks like, when put together, they're getting a drink poured from one frame to another. So it's, it's a lot of pre-production, so mm. I'm working on right now, we're doing Young Performers, Wizard of Oz. Uh-huh. Um, so I've been scarecrowing around my kitchen as one of them. <laughs> Scarecrowing everywhere. But we, I've been doing that. And we are filming A Killer Party right now, which is another musical. Yes. So it's been, it's kept me really busy. And I'm just grateful to, for the place to be creative. But right. it was hard at first. But now, like, that we've gotten the, the hang of it, it's kind mm-hmm. of like a well-oiled machine. Know and it's,
0: it's so amazing what you can do with like Zoom. I mean, I, I did a play festival uh, last week and we were doing, I mean, we, and we were spread out all over yeah. and with just like a little green screen amazing. option on Zoom, I was like in outer space, then I'm in a classroom, like, and, you know, and we all have the oh. same background. So it looks like we're all in the same place. Meanwhile... I'm sitting in South Africa and they're sitting in Texas and someone else is in Philadelphia. So real. So what play did you do? It was a short play festival for a, um, it's a also a theatrical group called theater unmasked. Amazing. And they, they, you know, and like, you know, we wrote the play or the play, the playwright wrote the play on the Monday. We rehearsed the Tuesday, the Thursday, the Friday, we had a tech The Saturday, we put it on everything happened in a week.
1: That's so fast. There was, wow.
0: There were seven plays and um, yeah, it was, it was really fun. It was great.
1: Why not?
0: Exactly. Why not? Why not? We, we are making art. Um, so now that we're making art like this um, via my computer screen, um, <laughs> were you part of the, because I know people have to audition for the shows that the VVT does. I know I have auditioned for them as well. And it's mm-hmm. like filming a thing and filming the song. And so, were you part of choosing who was cast for Heather's?
1: Um, I have like a little bit of a say. Like, Charity's always like, "Can you, if you want to come, like in the casting, then you can come." But the day that they were actually going over all the submissions was my father's death anniversary. So oh, I was like, opt out. Yeah, but um, I she always opens it up for me to like have an opinion. Yeah, and. So, like, the dance ensemble for the Christmas show, I cast. Okay. I went through all the dance auditions, and I picked who I wanted. Okay. And um, I always have a say. Like, she okay. always like, have a say.
0: That's really nice that you have that, that creative um, relationship with her.
1: I do. I have a really good working relationship with her. She's also, like, my friend outside of it. But yeah. we we understand each other mm-hmm. very well like she says what she needs and I already know what she's talking about she could yeah. be like I need mag to... and I'm yeah. like yeah I know what that is yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so what what was your what are your expectations um from self-tape auditions
1: Honestly, I always want to see someone's personality. Mm-hmm. You can always read someone's personality. It's I find that character, like someone's character, is so important in the theater world. Correct. Because I'd much rather take someone who is passionate, great to work with, who's yeah. not as talented. Yes. And someone who's super talented and is like rude and difficult to work with. And I always like yeah. to see, I always keep my rehearsal rooms really light. Mm -hmm. Because I, me personally, I find that I get the best work out of people when it's light and they feel that they can be themselves. And it's like, it's a sneaky tactic I use because it's loose. And then all of a sudden I have all this personality and depth to all the work that I'm creating. So I always like to see like, even if it's like you have an eight count into it, like do a little improv that shows who you are. I actually watched an audition once and the girl was... I think she was like a singer a singer mover yeah she sent in the dance audition because why not right and in the first two eight counts of the audition I will never forget it she picked up her cat and she danced with her cat and I was like I like you I like, you, are likeable. you are so likable and I was like that and that kind of stuff makes me remember you than yeah. like a robot. No one wants to work with a robot artist, you know, that's right. like I stand here and do what I'm told. You mm-hmm. want to work with a human.
0: C- yeah, because you have to be in, in a in a rehearsal space with this person yeah. for a certain amount of time. You know, you have to go through a process with this person. So and you
1: have to be open-minded to do yes. virtual theater, you have to be so open-minded. Mm-hmm.
0: Um tell me about being in the audition room for casting for DCL and for Shanghai Disney.
1: Yeah. So it's so funny. That was the opportunity that came my way kind of randomly. I was finishing out my third contract on the ship and casting emailed me and they're like, I know you're coming home. Um, Can you come teach an audition for us? And I was like, okay. And so when he introduced me to the room, he was like, she literally just got off a ship and I got her here. And I was like, yes, I'd been home for like a week, but it's funny. I was actually really nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I hope this is okay. You know, because it was my first time teaching the auditions, but it was actually really cool to see how they did it. And it's so specific.
0: Yes. Um, it's, it's
1: not personal. ever. Yeah.
0: Cause I, I have, a I auditioned for, and I don't remember which park it was, but I, I was in Orlando and we, we went to the audition and, you know, they teach us to dance. And that was kind of like very generic. And we were all, everyone, you know, show your own personality. Yep. And then um, they cut. And then those of us that were left, they were like, OK, now think of the character that you would like to be to be. And. You know, in, I think I think we were auditioning for for a parade or something yeah and um you know so and then at the end of the the set choreography there was like I think maybe a count of eight they were like do what you think the character would do and end it in the way you think the character would stand you know so it was very and, I, and then when they cut from from there and I was cut I very quickly realized they were looking for cinderellas and Auroras, and of course, I ain't (laughs) that. You know, I I'm not blonde, so I I wasn't. It wasn't. No, it's red. I'm not blonde, and so it it wasn't for me. (laughs) But it it was it was fun to have that type of experience uh, experience because it you almost have to immediately become. The character, I remember there was a girl and she so clearly had Tinkerbell in mind. And the way she stood, at, I mean, the way she moved her hand, it was so, it was so specific to that character. Right. So that was an interesting experience for me.
1: It's, yeah, it's fascinating. What, what was, it's so funny because I was thinking about doing this, what, doing this podcast today and I was like, I got to tell her this story. Tell me. When I was there in the character audition, they did the first cut and people came up the, to the table and asked for a second chance. And I was like, that's the first time I've ever seen that. They were like, could I please stay? And I was like, what in the world is happening? <laughs> I was so shocked. I was like, what? But yeah, anyways, it was really But cool. people get like uh,
0: crazy when it comes to working for Disney
1: yeah I think so I don't really know to be honest I don't I had never seen it before I was so taken aback by it I was like maybe they don't work in the theater oh and they, yeah maybe and they maybe just, they just saw the audition but it was yeah it was fascinating and you truly see from the other side of the table how not personal it is mm-hmm. because, and that's like any audition it's so specific like yeah okay so i worked in film when i was young like i did a lot of film and i actually they brought me in for mean girls because it was filmed in toronto and they brought me in for the three like mini plastics that walked by at the end oh okay i walked in the audition in the waiting room and i knew when i got in the waiting room that i did not get it because i was six inches taller than every other girl in that room i was too old at the time and i was like I don't even have to go do the audition and I already know I didn't get it. Yeah. Because it's just half the time it's just based on how you look. Or yeah, maybe they already have a male dancer in this slot that's only five eight. Right. So the girl to partner is gonna have to be probably five four. Like <laughs> it really is so specific. And yeah. yeah, it's so funny because in my second contract, the girl who was my bookend, mm-hmm. like dance-wise, we were like twins we looked exactly like like exactly like I was like how do you find people like this it was just amazing how they cast things
0: yeah um I also think you have you know you know who you are before you just like go to an audition I think in the beginning of your career when you're just graduated from college I think we're all like I have to go to every single audition that comes because this is my career you know we get like that Uh, but I know that I could, I would never go to an audition for cats, because I, I, am an, I am an actor-singer who can move. I yeah. can pick up, I can pick up choreography, and I can do what you need me to do. But I would never go to a, to an audition for a show that is so dance-heavy, because that's, that is a disservice to myself.
1: That would be like me walking into an audition for a Jason Robert Brown. <laughs> I right. can sing tune just fine yeah you know for a dancer I can sing but I can't I'm not gonna be singing
0: you're not gonna tell the story the way it should be told
1: years. you know like yeah it's not gonna happen I'm not the right fit for it
0: yeah so I think I you know it's important to know type. yeah so like you said you walked in there you were like I oh, know this is not I know
1: my agent sent me at the time so I had an agent when I was younger yeah who actually dropped me because I got acne huh fun fact of the industry but and then (laughs) when I was an adult was when I couldn't get signed but I yeah when I was younger my agent sent me and then I I was like well I'm a giant in here and I wasn't even tall I just was older than everyone
0: yeah
1: um
0: tell me about the best audition experience that you've had
1: it's funny one of the audition experiences that really comes to mind is It was heartbreaking in the end because I did not get it. But the national tour of Billy Elliot came through Toronto and they were replacing a girl. Okay. An open call in Toronto and tons of people showed up. It was massive. And the first cut was tap. And I am a tapper.
0: I was going to (laughs) say.
1: Through and through. That is who you are. I love tap. I grew up in a tap studio. I was Thrilled. i was like oh my gosh and i remember i went in i was like i'm i'm in my comfort zone yeah. so we were you know we did the first call and i remember the choreographer came up to me and was, gave me a note and i fixed it gave me a note and i fixed it And i was like these guys are seeing if i can take notes and i made it all the way to the end i didn't get it like they only cast one girl and she was like five nine and blonde so i was like well I'm, uh, <laughs> brunette but i wasn't the right fit but it was like it was such a good experience and i was so proud of myself because it was such a massive audition and so many people came and even making it to the end i was like that was a massive accomplishment for me i yeah mean, and there were heavy hitters there like some of the industry's best like yeah in the toronto scene and i was just so stoked that i made it that far
0: and, and you should be proud of yourself you know it's so it's so yeah, and it's so easy for us to be like, oh, I didn't get it, I'm not good enough, uh, I I don't have this, I don't have, and like, you got all the way to the very end, so. I was
1: so proud. I was so proud, and I was like, I'm literally 21 years old, like, I'm mm. a baby, and I just got through the whole thing. Like, I think at the end, there was like 12 of us, and I was like, this is very badass. I was yeah. so proud.
0: From like 45 million people to 12. Good yeah. for you, girl. <laughs> And now tell me about the worst audition you've oh. had
1: <laughs> this is a good one this is a good one
0: tell me <laughs>
1: okay this Is about to get a little graphic <laughs> so, this was in a i wanted to work for this theater company um they're called the Capitol theater in port hope so mm-hmm. about 45 minutes away from me but the other way of toronto so i live like in the suburbs like near Toronto not right in Toronto okay and it's like a little more east of me and it's kind of in like a nice like quiet town that's on the lake like the downtown's beautiful and if I worked there like it would be so such an easy commute like I could just drive there and it would be a nice drive like not busy and I was like I really want to work at the theater so I searched and searched and searched till I found the auditions online like yeah non-searched And found the submission link, because I think it was usually just agent only. So I submitted, and I got an audition because they were doing hairspray. And I knew I was right for hairspray. Yes. So I was like, yes, I'm so excited. And the audition was on a Thursday. I wake up on Wednesday, and I'm like, I don't feel good. And my mom, me and my mom had this situation. I was still living at home. She always used to come home and give me the car, and I used to go to the gym. And she walked in the door, and I wasn't even out of bed. And she was like, something's wrong. She came upstairs, I was like, I'm just not really feeling that great, Mom. And she was like, okay, like just take the day, like you have your audition tomorrow. So sick, can't keep anything down. I'm like a million degrees. (laughs) It was just one of those winter like flus. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I have this audition tomorrow. So the next day, I'm not throwing up anymore. Lo and behold, It's still coming out. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, but I have to go. I worked so hard to get this spot in which I should have not went. And so I said to my mom, I really want to go to this audition still. Can you please come on the commute with me? I'm so sorry to ask you, but I was like, but what if I have to vomit on the train? Yeah. I have to run to the train. I don't want someone to rob my stuff. Yeah. She was like, yeah, that's, that's fine. I'll go with you. I'm like, okay, thank you. So my mom's with me on the train. I'm in and out of the bathroom on the train. So then I get there. I'm so, I feel like garbage. <laughs> I get there and they wanted us to sing like an upbeat pop song. And so I wanted to, I always sang downtown by Petula Clark. Oh, okay. First
0: was, of all, I love that song. So, okay, good choice. It was
1: my classic like 16 bar. And I, we got in there. I was like, <laughs> downtown. Thanks. i great. Like I was was like a, a seal singing the song but i was just so sick yeah that i never went like i was dying i don't even know why i went but i was so determined but i was terrible <laughs> <laughs> like who is this bitch and why is she here like terrible <laughs> get her out of this room <laughs> out. Like, it was just not worth it like the whole train fiasco like the train bathroom not cute like no it, oh my god no so yeah it was terrible i was awful
0: oh yeah but have you ever had an audition that was so bad but then you got the job ah <sighs> And you, but, like, bad in, like, you walked out there and you, like, it's actually so funny that that's how bad it is. And it's like, what? What was that? <laughs>
1: I'm trying to think. Because I've auditioned a lot in my life. Because I've done it since I was little.
0: Yeah. And then they were like, you know what, Caitlin? We loved you. Come be in our show. And you're like, how? Were you, were you in the room when I auditioned? <laughs> I'm
1: trying to think. I'm, like, thinking really hard right now. I've gotten things that I don't think I should have gotten before.
0: Why? Because you just had you just auditioned badly?
1: Not because I auditioned badly, because I knew the people that were also auditioning, and I knew they were better. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, well, but I guess they weren't. I guess they weren't. I'm trying to think of an audition that I, like, really bombed. I bombed that one. Well, yes. Um... I bombed two auditions for Disney Cruise Line. One was a singing one that I screwed up really bad, but I didn't get the gig. And then when I sliced my head open, I also oh, didn't get the gig. Yeah,
0: I, I still and, will never get over that story.
1: Oh, my God. Bleeding in front of I can't. I, I, I know there's been a few times, like, I've gone on stage at dance competition and bombed and gotten first. That has happened oh, to me. okay. I've on stage and forgotten my entire number and improvised the whole thing and gotten first and was like, how? 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 I, I
0: could, ne- I could never. I mean, because like I say, I'm not a dancer. I could never get on stage and just like I could improv an, an acting scene for sure. But getting on, I'm just improvising an entire routine, oh, I, I think I, I would just stand there and cry. <laughs> I, would be, cry like, I would cry. I would cry in time to the music.
1: <laughs> if you were like improv a song. I'd be like. <laughs> 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 i
0: I mean i would yeah don't ask me to improv or dance i i will i will i will cry in time to the music perfectly but i well that's your choice
1: that's an actor's choice she's making an emotional response thank you thank you so much (laughs) that's the only thing i can think that's comparable i wish i had like a really bad bombing audition story but the one that i can think of is the stomach flu one but well,
0: the, the one about, you know, forgetting an entire one. routine. Oh, okay. Tell me.
1: I have one. <laughs> I did not get it, but it was bad. So, <laughs> so it started off well. It was for a chorus line. And the okay. first audition, first part was dancing. Yeah. And I remember when, after I danced, I was like, yes, I did it. Like, I, that was the best I could have done. And even when they were calling the names out, they were like, Caitlin Parrish, can you put your hand up? I was like, that's me. And they were like, great. And so they were like, and then they did the callbacks or whatever on the spot, and they called me back. And it was actually awesome. It was at this beautiful theater in Brampton called the Rose Theater. It's a beautiful theater. Okay. And all the audition was on the stage in the theater, which mm. was so awesome. I yeah. love an audition like that. And then, so they me. <laughs> I probably know for a fact, this is why I didn't get the job, because my- <laughs> definitely got in the way so I get on the stage and they're like we want you to sing I was like yeah okay no problem and I knew the pianist he had worked with me at school
0: oh what were you singing downtown again
1: oh what was I singing ah worst things I could do is what I sang yeah okay I have 16 bar from worst things I could do and uh love it come on Rizzo yeah and- please Rizzo
0: is the one thank you
1: So I sing, and I do a good job singing, right? I was like, great. I was like, this is going really well. And they, (laughs) dead ass, say to me. (laughs) They go, could you do some arpeggios for us? I look at the pianist and go, what's an arpeggio? (laughs) (laughs) And that is when they said, you know what? she's not for this job <laughs> and it just looks at me like uh i was like oh yeah no problem i was like oh i just fucked that up <laughs> i did not get the job
0: they were like you know what it's okay this is like get though. this idiot out of here like <laughs> who is this girl i'm dead with you <laughs> okay so going back to what you spoke about um you know a lot of no's and stuff yeah. in the industry and Obviously, you've been rejected from Disney Cruise Line three times before they were like, actually, we will hire you. How do you deal with, or how did you deal with rejection as, as a performer? What was your, like, rejection? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, but how did you deal with it? You know what I mean?
1: So I have, like, a really normal family. Like yes,
0: I'm- you do. They're great. <laughs>
1: So, my mom never put any pressure on me as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I think it trickled into my life. Like, she really brought me up to be like a well rounded person, her and my father, which I give so much props to because my mom kept me very normal as much as she could. Yeah. So, I was in the industry since I was eight. Yeah. So- And she, like, always was, like, it's for fun. Like, she never put pressure on me. And it was always, like, there was more to life than that. Yeah. And she ingrained that in me ever since I was young. And I grew up in a competitive dance world, which can be pretty cutthroat. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a really good way to be put in the industry is because it's so – tough like and you lose all the time like you don't win all the time sure like i, I won some stuff you know but i had a lot of times where i came last too like and it, i was used to it since i was very young and my mother like when i was working as a working training as a competitive dancer my mom and dad like it was i like had very clear rules like if you're a diva we take you out if yeah. you're a rude one, we take you out if you're not nice we take you out you have an mm-hmm. attitude problem you're grounded like there was laws like laid down and I had to be normal. I didn't have a choice. So it trickled into my life and my mom always made me stay organized with anything, everything. So like if I was taken out of school for the day for a job, like, so a lot of times I would be taken out and taken to like, sorry, excuse me, like a photo shoot for like a flyer for like Walmart or something. Yeah. My mom would, put me in the car, drive me home, and the bell would be going off in five minutes. And I'd be like, don't make me go in. And she'd be like, go in and get your homework. (laughs) She was very, like, normal. Yeah. And you kept it that way. And that definitely, like, trickled into my adulthood, and it still does. Like, it's kept my feet on the ground because you have to stay humble. And if you don't get a gig, like, some people's instinct which are you see this in the competitive world too is like oh they cast the wrong person or oh i don't know yeah. about that and it's like no that's not the case you just weren't the right person today but there will be a job for you like it's just not meant to be
0: right everything you that's yours will find you pal
1: yeah you have to keep going on with your life like yeah. you can't hold out for things because you can only have control over your actions not other people's yeah so keep going keep going yeah.
0: Just keep keep doing that it. That
1: was like, the attitude I had. Like it was like you know you hope, but it's like you almost have to like audition and forget it. You have to forget you ever went.
0: Yes, and then be surprised when they call back.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, what is the best audition advice that you have ever received?
1: Ah, we had when I was in school. Gavin Creel was in town.
0: Mm-hmm. Love him.
1: I know he was so normal too. We love Gavin Creel. And the best advice that he gave was don't let let other people's success be your downfall. And that was. Say that again
0: and say it louder for the back row. Say it nice and loud. Let me hear you go. Don't
1: let other people's success be your downfall. Thank you. It was the best advice I have ever gotten in the industry from anybody. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, he's right. It's he is right who what everyone's doing around you you do you boo
0: comparison is a thief of joy
1: yep 100 percent. everyone has their journey
0: absolutely and i i remember um just graduating from college you know we were 12 people and it's like the first year is like what's she doing what's he doing oh i'm yeah. not doing that oh so i'm i must be behind yeah. um uh, I, I, I'm fading something, some, how, but she's there and I, and, and like we look completely different, so we definitely will never be cast for the same roles. Yeah. We have completely different vocal ranges, so what? <laughs> you know, but we just allow ourselves to always um, compare our journeys to others. And I won't lie, like it took me a while to be like, her journey is her business and my journey is mine and my journey is my own or whatever I make of it.
1: It's hard not to, you know, yeah. it's hard not to. And yeah. I know some artists can definitely have their moments when, like, it's hard when you're working so hard at someone, something that's, yeah. like, being your craft and you just see someone come in being, like, this is my first audition, and they get it. And you're, like, I don't want to be frustrated, but it's hard not to. But it's, like, yeah. you're still human. Like, your feelings are valid, but it's almost like you have to be, like, I feel this way, okay, and now I'm letting it go. Um,
0: yes, correct. Okay, so... At the end of our little discussion, I always ask the guests two questions. Okay. So the first one is, who, in your opinion, was so perfectly cast in a role that if they revived the show 20 times, remade the movie 100 times, you know, reboot the TV show, that it would never be as good as that one person?
1: Sersha Ronan in The Lovely Bones.
0: I've never seen that, but I do like her a lot.
1: God, she is something else.
0: You didn't, you, you didn't even take a beat. That was like a straight answer.
1: <laughs> she, I fell in love with her after that movie, and that is a dark movie, and she was only 12 when she filmed that playing a 14-year-old. And wow. she is brilliant. She's she's still brilliant now as, like, an adult. Like, she's had Oscar nominations. She is amazing. She is my favorite actress through and through, but that movie, I highly suggest she is brilliant in it.
0: I really liked her Joe March in Little Women. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I identify with Joe so much. The whole time I was like, oh my God. And I have, I mean, I grew up reading the book and with yeah. the Elizabeth Taylor June Addison film. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I've never watched the Winona Rider one, but um, I've, always, I've always identified with Joe. But then I think... Watching her in my 30s. You know, I make it sound like I'm like way in my 30s. I'm I'm only 32. But I'm like <laughs> in my 30s.
1: Early but, 30s. Yeah, in my in my early
0: 30s, watching her. And I was like, oh my God, it's me. Oh my god, I'm Joe. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> but what amazing actress that you can just relate so much. Everything she does is just so stellar she's stellar
0: brilliant all right second question i know you're not a performer anymore so i will ask you this if you could choreograph any show what would it be ah
1: <laughs> chicago
0: i love that jazz hands.
1: Chicago. oh my gosh yeah oh yeah yeah yes yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I think I would die. (laughs) (laughs) I would literally die. Yes.
0: Well, I love that. Caitlin Parrish, thank you for talking to me today. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having me. It was so nice. This is
0: so great. But before we go, please tell all the listeners uh, how they can keep up to date with you. I mean, you're on TikTok. She is like mega famous on TikTok.
1: Oh, my God. She hates it
0: when I say that. But she is... (laughs) As far as I'm concerned, she's an she
1: idiot is. on TikTok, to be exact. But
0: she's she's our favorite idiot. She is she's the leader of the idiot brigade, and we love her for it. I am. So tell us, what is where can we keep how do we keep up to date with you? I know you have two Instagram handles. One is your personal one, and one is your dance yeah. one. So, so you she,
1: can follow either one or both. Um, my name is spelled K A T E L Y N. So it's either Caitlin Creating Dance. Or Caitlyn RP, because my name is Caitlyn Rebecca Parrish. And then on TikTok, I'm just Caitlyn Parrish.
0: Follow her, all three. You can just follow all three of those accounts. <laughs> it's so worth it. Um, uh, you can follow the podcast. We're also, you know, down with the cool kids on, on Instagram. Oh, yeah. uh, and our Instagram handle is Hope I Get It Pod. Uh, I hope you guys will join us next week for another episode when I get to talk to another I always say them always say this but all my guests are so fascinating to me they're my friends they're they're my colleagues but I'm always learning new things about them so I love I love doing this and so um, I hope you guys will join us for another episode next week thank you so much for joining us today Caitlin thank you again so 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 much thank you